monster uh is it still a new year i'm gonna just move my little microphone closer to me uh okay so i was like oh i've done a hundred episodes surely surely this is is what would be season two if we had seasons on this podcast you're listening to hyper local celebrity a podcast by me sam hickman where i talk about my life and work as a freelance musician in the gig economy welcome if you haven't been here before I don't know, go back and really listen to the highlights. There were only two. It's uh, episode 100 and episode, um, I don't know, 56, where uh, <laughs> where I talk about a bad audition. That's about it. That's that's truly the two highlights where I'm like, you should listen to those two. Um, yeah, okay, hello. Um, there is a clock in this room, a very loud clock. Is that going to be a distraction for everyone involved? It's going to be a distraction for me. I'm going to go turn off this clock real quick. Ugh, give me a second. Ugh, it's so loud. Does the tag do anything? There's like a, there's like a, a, like a white ribbon on the back of this. Does it, does it stop it from being noisy? Who can say? Who can say? Okay, so I finally, um, (laughs) I finally bought, um, clocks for downstairs. So for those of you who don't know, I am obsessed with uh, being able to tell the time in a room that I'm in without having to look at my phone. Um, Why is that useful? It's useful only if you're teaching and also if you're like late at night and you're trying to figure out what time it is or also um, in the kitchen so that I can look and be like, oh shit, I need to leave. Um, So basically... um, my my okay this is a boring story but buckle up everyone this is why you came here my grandmother one year for christmas uh not the nice one that everyone liked but the, the mean one that nobody liked uh it's fine they're both dead now um sad oh so sad anyway um one year for christmas when we were like teens again i have three brothers um she bought us all john lewis kitchen clocks um everyone else threw there's a word immediately me slur the bloom hickman fully just like embraced it i was just like this clock will be so useful in my life and guess what it was at the time i had moved from so my oldest brother had I'm, it must have been like i must have been like 15 14 or 15 how old am i how old is he uh i'm three years younger he would have been 18 15 so i was 15 at the time and i had just moved into my oldest brother's room when he moved away to uni um which was the the attic conversion with an ensuite so i was clearly living my best life i was running 10k a day because i was trying to escape my childhood um but anyway so um so i used this clock like as a as a 
like a bathroom clock to time how long I was in the shower because I kept having like 45 minute showers. My mother would be like, stop it. There are six people in this household. You need to stop. Um, and that, that is a, a thing that keeps going today. That's why I can. Like, honestly, if, um, if there is not like the in my in my bathroom at the at the moment there's like a, a like a Welsh water like be water wise guys like timer that's like a four minute timer that I just like keep twisting until I'm like okay now I'm ready um truly I, at least I know how long the shower is gonna be um yeah so I used this clock for like the the next three years um so my my grandmother bought us all clocks. Is essentially where I'm going. These big round white clocks that were from John Lewis, and they were kitchen clocks, um, and they were truly um, nothing special, is what I would say. And also, the idea that you would buy four of them for your grandchildren is lunacy. Just true, just like a, a really bold move and a really weird move. Anyway, I was the only child that really like took this present and was like finally something useful for my life um and so like when we moved um it was like so I I used it a lot I used it a lot um where did it go in all of my houses you know what I have no idea it was it was about it was in it was in like the kitchen in my flat I think it was literally in the kitchen in most flats until I moved to to my house now and then it went into my office actually no I think it was in my office in the old flat too it's oscill- it's oscillated between um being in the kitchen of houses and flats of houses being in the kitchen's flats and and my office um anyway so it was in my office for a very long time and then this year it was just like i'm done bearing in mind this is an 11 year old clock at this point it was just like i can't go on much longer i can't and i kept like replacing the batteries and it was just like tick tick and the tick would just stop <laughs> the tick would just like stay in one place and be like I, I can't this is too much for me I'm done I'm done tell your mother I love her um truly just like okay great thanks um and so I bought a new clock after much um debate I would say debate but after like I love I love prolonging things like truly if you were like Sam you have um forever to do this uh it's a very basic thing um, do it whenever is convenient for you. I will take either 15 minutes to do it or I will never do it. Like, truly never do it. Uh, like my pension. Uh, <laughs> I laugh, I laugh, but I'm too poor. Uh, what a world. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, so I bought a new clock and I was like in Wilco and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy some goddamn clocks because like one thing about the living room was there was never a clock in there and I hated it because I hate, I hate never knowing what time it is, especially at night. I'm just like, what time is this? What hour is it? Is it 7 p.m. already? Time for bed? Um, anyway, so I got some clocks and they were very cheap clocks and they are the fucking loudest things in the universe to the point in which like a student came by the other day and she like she was she I taught her before like a lesson before I bought a clock and then a lesson when I got the clock and she was like the clock is really loud and I was like yeah yes it is it's really loud clock anyway um that's my fascinating life and that's the end of the podcast no um we're back by popular demand because a friend a friend, several friends messaged me and was just, was just like, 
why was there no episode? I was really excited for an episode. Um, anyway, um, hi, how have you been? So I was like, in my mind, I was like, episode 100 is going to come out to critical acclaim. Finally, people will be like, Slurmblurschlurf. She's not just a pretty face. She's also a whore. You know, I was really hoping for the critical acclaim that did not come with releasing a... A uh, recording of my one woman show, Marge and the Moon, episode 100 of this podcast. The reception, tepid at best. (laughs) But if we're honest, it is an hour and 15 minutes compared to the usual nonsense of this podcast, which is somewhere between like 23 minutes and like 45. And I just dropped a lip pencil. I don't need to get it. I was going to do my, (laughs) I was going to do my lips. I'm just staring at myself in the mirror and I'm not wearing any makeup today. So I'm just like, let me just pencil in my lips a little bit. Let me just give myself a little bit of an upper lip and and then I don't have to be obsessed with myself. Well, I mean, it's too late for that, but you know, oh, there we go. There we go. Oh, there we go. Now I don't look like I don't have anything going on up there. Oh, oh, there we go. That's better. That makes me feel better. Um, I'm just throwing lipstick all over the place. Ooh, lipstick. I learned to put on some lipstick. And just, uh, there we go. Right. Anyway, um, meanwhile, in my life, I'm retired now. So that means I did two gigs this month and I was paid a thousand pounds for them. <laughs> I'm really doing well. Um, yeah, I don't work anymore. And when I do, I am paid a livable wage and it's nice. Um, okay, so I got like an email um so I had like a wedding booked and it was, they were just long work days. Um, but weirdly enough, the longer work day was actually felt a lot quicker than the shorter work day. So um, I played for like three different shops in Cowbridge and they were like, um, it was like three different shops. Um, although I think it was originally meant to be two different shops and they were gonna like have me run in between the two. They still had me do that, but now it was, you know, a third shop. So like the Cowbridge Christmas market or whatever it is they're like late opening christmas thing um they um i got like a like an email from a florist being like can you do like this reception he was very vague he was like a christmas reception it's five hours long and i was like okay i'm gonna need 600 pounds for this just right off the bat that's just like that's it Plus, like, you're gonna have to find me parking or whatever, because Cowbridge is a strange place full of odd people. Um, and so, like, yeah, he, um, gradually, like, you know when you get those quotes from people and you, like, quote a number and then it gradually unveils to them being like, oh, it's a, it's a wedding for 700 guests, uh, there's no PA system, but we will be expecting to hear you over everyone yelling. Oh, there's also a drum circle that's going to happen. And there are 15 children all under the age of 10 who will insist on playing sports right next to where you're set up. Um, oh, and, um, none of the staff will acknowledge your existence, you know? Oh, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy that you're, (laughs) but I'm glad we've booked you for 200 pounds now. And you're like, fuck. Um, anyway, so this, this didn't turn out like this. This turned out exactly, exactly what I had quoted. So essentially it became, um, like an hour and a half receptions in three different shops, essentially. That was it. And so like, um, 
So I quoted them pretty much exactly what my one hour, like one and a half hour receptions are. Like three of those. It worked out perfectly, you guys. That's really what you need to know about this is it worked out perfectly. Anyway, anyway. So I get there. I have to like find parking behind the um, the florist, and bearing in mind none of the um, the rears of any of the buildings are marked with what what businesses in front of them, because it's like down an alley and then it's down like a dirt path. So I get I like park like right next to this hedge in this dirt path. I have to get my harp out and go down this like rocky dirt road to get back to like the alleyway to get all the way back. Bearing in mind, it is pouring it down with rain and I'm just like soaked and I was like oh I'm gonna bring my big music stand because it's a long day and so I had to do two trips back to my back to my car um and so I get there and the florist is like oh you're actually playing up the high street first and then you're coming back and so I'm like ha this is hell okay so I have to walk like a hundred meters up the up the high street with my harp in the pouring rain, um, and and so I do an hour and a half there. I um come back and like the one of the women in the in the first shop was like, "Do you know which shop you're going to next?" And I was like, "I have no idea. It's either the shoe shop across the street or the florist directly opposite it." And she was like, "Okay, I think we'll go in." Well, I, I was like, "I'm gonna send you to check." which one it is and then we'll just like at the crossing well i'll just wait at the crossing you can check with one on this side of the street and if they say it's this one we'll do this one if it's not we'll go to the other side um and i think it was it it, it turned out to be something anyway so it it turned out that the the florist wanted me to divide my time the hour and a half each between the two businesses on the bottom of the high street between the florist and the shoe shop. So um, he was like, okay, I, can you do like an hour here? Like, no, it was, can you do half an hour here, an hour across the street, an hour here, and then um, 30 minutes back there? And I was like, sure, because I'm what? An idiot. An idiot. <laughs> and so I did half an hour in the florist. Bearing in mind, the florist had like a giant step and it was just crowded. It's the one on my Instagram. Um, it was gorgeous to play in and it was really nice and everyone there was lovely. But at the same time, it was like truly like one of my worst nightmares. Like like they could have they could have just put delicate china vases everywhere if they really wanted to make me sweat. Just like <laughs> everything was a tight turn. That's the, that's just a given. And there was this giant step to get back onto the high street and I was like, "Oh, I will not survive this. I'm going to knock something with a top of my harp or like kick it with my shoe or something anyway I got in and out safely so I did my 30 minutes went back out went across the street oh I fully packed up went across the street because again it was raining um I did an hour at the shoe shop packed up went back across the street up that big step back through that very tight florist set up again retuned did an hour packed up and then they were like uh, we're actually closing in like like and uh, like now so if you move your car in front of the thing the um the it, like back onto the high street because it's parked behind the florist if you move it back onto the high street then you can do 30 minutes in the shoe shop and then just park 
like bang there we go right outside and I was like what a great idea there's no way this could go badly and so I fully like pack up my harp ready to go (laughs) ready to go I go across the high street leave my harp go (laughs) go back like behind the florist get my car move by the time I've moved the parking spot that was right outside the florist you guessed it has been taken up and I have to go park in like a waitress around the corner and I'm like well at least this will incentivize me to get food um and so I go and I do my last 30 minutes in the in the shoe shop um and then I pack myself up and I go to the car and someone helps me with my big music stand and I'm like thank you and again it is pouring with rain um and then I go to Waitrose and um, get a sandwich and then <laughs> drive the 30 minutes home. Meanwhile, every single one of these businesses has paid me in cash. So they're they're each paying me 200 pounds in cash. <laughs> so I've just got like, so like the, the shoe shop was like trying to give me cash. And I was like, uh, and and she was like, here you go. I thought you would. I thought you would prefer this. And I was like, well, actually, like usually I do it with direct debit. Um, not direct debit, just a bank transfer. And she was like, oh yeah, I could I could do that instead of having to do this cash because this was a faff to get. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> How do you think I feel <laughs> carrying around six hundred pounds worth of cash? Um, yeah, so she um, went and did that So I, I only had like 400 on me Just, you know, I only had 400 pounds in cash on me at the time I truly, like, I did that I got home, um, and it was like a Friday um, Or it was a Saturday, no, it was a Friday um, And so I had to wait until Monday to deposit it So I, <laughs> I forgot I owned a safe Hi, I'm not a smart creature, I'm just beautiful. I fully, like, kept this envelope full of cash in, like, in my bedroom. I was like, I can't, I can't lose this in case I need it, you know? Well, I was like, in case I get broken into, in case someone's like, hey, that lady got paid in cash, let's get her. Um, And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to, like, like like keep this secure and so I literally like put it in a big envelope put it in my like nightstand to go to sleep next to it and I was just like this this is the best solution and then um the next day the next day was like family Thanksgiving and I was like am I gonna have to take this cash with me and then I remembered I have a safe in my home like I don't know I don't know why I forgot that mainly because I don't keep anything good in there if you ever rob me and you're like let me like get this safe and you steal my safe congratulations you have my GCSE results like I hope you enjoy um, my car insurance documents because there's nothing good in that safe. There's nothing good in that safe. It's just like it's just like my birth certificate, um, my A level and GCSE results. Um, I think it's like um, there, there's like stupid things like car insurance. I think there's old life insurance policies that are no longer valid. Um, there's nothing good in there. There's like my old passport. Like, truly, if you want to steal my safe, good luck. And uh, I don't know, maybe the safe is worth something? I don't think so. Uh, but you can try. It smells a bit. Uh, anyway, so I ended up putting it in um, putting it in the safe. And then I went um, to... And then I went to family th- Thanksgiving. Um, for those of you who don't know, my, uh, my family uh, is not... Well, is not from the States. Uh, but we did 
we did spend a lot of time there growing up. And so we do Thanksgiving because then my parents don't have to like worry about their siblings, not their children, not being there for Thanksgiving because all of my brothers have significant others except for all Sammy no mates. Um, and so no, no one spends Christmas with my parents. You remember this last year when I um, spent Christmas with my parents and then I got in the car on Boxing Day and I was driving down the like M4 and then I just started weeping, you know. <laughs> It was it was a big day. <laughs> it was a big day for all me. Um, yeah, truly, it was it was wild. It was wild. It was mainly okay. It was it was twofold. It was um, my me going on on Boxing Day because I was like, this is like because I was an only child for the Christmas period, and coming from a family of like four children to be the only person there, it is the most intense and stressful thing of your entire life. Just like. Oh, I guess it's just me now. Uh, um, it was it was exhausting. All all family meals were just me and my parents, just interview style, like sitting in sitting in their giant kitchen, just like I, I it's so quiet. I don't like it. Um, yeah, and the other one was uh, my like I was I, I was all packed up, and my mom was like, "Oh, Dad was gonna go into London with you and, and do something," and I was like. Oh, 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 because I was, I was like, I, I can't, I can't do another day. I can't do another day here. And then it was like, I'm running out of parent time to spend with my parents before they die. Um, again, my parents are late fifties. I have lots of time with them. It's okay. Like that, that fear has gradually gone, especially over the summer when I saw them literally every week to negotiate this bullshit, like transfer of equity with the idiot that lived here. Um, like yeah my fear of like running out of time with my parents has gradually decreased quite significantly given that I spend a lot of time with my parents now um anyway 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 I can't remember so I went to so I went to all of this money I know that's what you're thinking so I went to family Thanksgiving came back uh the next day was Sunday so I couldn't do anything but the money stayed in the safe anyway so I was like Monday going to the bank um, I paid in all the money. No, I took some pictures with the with the with the money beforehand because I was like, "This is the most cash I have ever held in my hand uh, in the last like, I don't know, four years, I guess." Because I stopped like weddings paying me in cash like ages ago. When it passed the two hundred mark, I was like, "No, no, 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 I can't keep doing this. I I cannot keep doing this." Anyway, so I took a bunch of pictures with with the money, and then I was like, "I'm gonna post this on Instagram once it's been put in," and then and then I put it all in, and then I posted it on Instagram, and then I was like, "No, I I don't want other people to feel bad about about not having four hundred pounds in cash." Ooh la la! Oh, and as well, my new student paid me in cash as well, so I had that as well. Ugh. My life is just money, 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 money. Anyway, um, that like really did not seem like a very long day. Um, I think given the amount of moving around this Thursday, um, actual Thanksgiving, I did a, I did a wedding and it was just like a big wedding. Um, so it was ceremony and then it was a wedding breakfast. Um, and the wedding breakfast... It, like so it was at Canada Lodge and Lake which is usually quite like you can get like like 60 people and it seems full like because they angle the seats and it's a nice intimate venue and it's not like they have the capacity for more but it's just like why would you need that um 
And this was 150 people at this wedding. So everything, so like the wedding breakfast took like two and a half hours. And I was like, not prepared for it to take that long. And I was just exhausted by the end. And I think, I think, I think in my mind, it was because the floor was like a tiled smooth floor. And so like, I was like having to hold my harp quite, because it was like, Wait, a slippy harp floor Maybe I need to carry around a mat Is that a thing that I need to do Because I saw my dear friend And yours Amanda Whiting the other day um, She did like a, a, a concert For the uh, Like a launch of her album um, And she had a mat I think Although I can't quite remember I'm, I'm not good at remembering things And I'm only really just Slightly coherent at most times Anyway so Should I be carrying around a mat I feel like I feel like that seems like a like a good idea? Question mark? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just another thing to to, you know, to carry around. Anyway, the other day I was busking and a, and a man carrying a, a guitar commented that my tuning was slightly off. He just like passed me and went, "Oh, it's slightly off." Oh, it's hard to keep it tuned in the cold. It was just like I wasn't um I wasn't like Taking in his his criticism as he walked past me enough to shout fuck off at him, but afterwards I was very offended. So uh, congratulations me, congratulations me. Um, yeah, wow. Um, oh, I've written a piece for Harp Column magazine. Thank you. Uh, this the, I'm I'm getting into the. I'm, I'm getting into the last, the the final leg of this podcast episode. Um, so Harp Column Magazine asked me to write six profiles of other singing harpists. <sighs> me writing nice things about my colleagues, a sick joke. Um, yeah, it was like, I, uh, for some reason, I accepted it because I was like, firstly, I love being a published journalist. We all know that I am the truly the the um the journalistic voice that you turn to in times of harp crisis like if there is ever a real harp crisis in the community people will be like what are sam's opinions and i'll be like well let me tell you <laughs> and i'll be like i think it's bad or i think it's good or change we see it every day Just like the leaves in autumn You know, or something like that I don't know, I don't know I'll have some sage wisdom um, I've really developed um, the knowledge That I may be wise That That's a thing that's happened recently um, I, I, I feel like not enough people ask me for advice And I'm good at giving advice Even though I don't practice what I preach <laughs> I woke up at 10.30 today Um in the in the morning like whatever is left of the morning and i'm a morning person so i don't know what's happening there i think it's the light levels i think it's like it gets to 10 30 and i'm like ah it's 8 a.m <laughs> like oh summertime 8 a.m i get it now anyway so um so i'm writing a so i wrote the piece i they gave me like a month to do it again i spent a week and a half not doing anything and then like it was it was like two weeks before the deadline and i was like shit 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 because essentially i was just gonna write um i was just gonna send all of these harpists like the same kind of questions and then pick the like their interesting responses um because like like then I'll have like a pool of like questions and things. I didn't really have like the, the 
the the kind of pitch to write the article was really like open and I don't do well with an open pitch. I need like a really tight like write about this one thing and you'll be fine kind of when it comes to writing profiles. A thing that I had not done before this month. Um, but I think it worked out okay. I think it was alright. Um, I wrote like a really stupid opening paragraph, which I read out on my Instagram stories uh, the other day. Because like, for some, like, because it's such a dry thing, I really struggled. Like, because it's just, because it's like, like you're literally relaying facts and information and giving very little opinions. Although I gave a lot of opinions, but that's just because I'm opinionated. Um, and so, like, yeah, I was, I was just like writing, like, because there's only so many times you can be like inspired by Joanna Newsom. Like, truly, every single, actually, no, not every single, very few of the harpists, two of the harpists, which is twenty percent. Two out of six is not twenty percent. Two out of six is, um, let's let <laughs> one third. What's one third? I don't know. What's one third as a percentage? Probably thirty-five. Let's say that. Anyway, 35% of the harpists, 38% of the harpists, I don't do maths. You don't come here for maths. You come here for my stories of sexual prowess. Anyway, um, 72% of the harpists were like, oh, Joanna Newsom inspired me. And I was like, we can cut either one of these. It does not matter. They are interchangeable, which is the biggest drag I have ever dragged on this whole draggy podcast. Um, if you read this part... <laughs> you read the article and they are both still in it uh you will know the you will know who they are um you will know who they are one of which i have previously dragged on this podcast but essentially okay essentially harp column gave me like a massive list of singing harpists and i was like oh none of my friends are on this list <laughs> <laughs> I really use this as a as a I really um used this platform as a um as a platform to promote my friends. Um you will you will know this when you uh read the article and you'll be like, who is this woman? And then you'll you'll look at it and be like, followed by Sam Hickman, and you'll be like, ah, friend. A friend. Um, yeah, I it's uh it's it's great. It's great. Anyway, anyway, so, um, essentially, uh, I had to, so I got, like, the the worst thing about this was I kept, I sent out these, like, it was, like, six questions, and then, like, send me all your plugs and your promo as, like, the seventh task to do, task to do. Anyway, um, the first five questions, first six questions were, like, where are you from, what do you do? How did you grow up? How did, what are your influences? Uh, what's your writing process? How do you find work? Um, and uh, what's an interesting gig you've done? That was essentially it. That was that was all of the questions I asked. Um, some of them really took it to heart and were like, "This is my time to shine." I wrote like really long paragraphs. Some of them wrote very little, and I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> And then I had to condense all of that down into like 400 words because the word count was only three and a half thousand and there were six harpists to do plus a little introduction being like, hi, we're doing this. It was, it was, it was a lot. It was very hard. I, I, I worked really hard this month, you guys. I know I only went to work twice, but 
when I wasn't at work and I was in my office or in my guest bedroom, which now has a sofa in it. Um, it was, it was, I worked really hard, which is such a surprise. Like considering my usual articles are all opinions, this was, um, this was not all opinions, which was, um, difficult. It was very, it's very difficult. Um, but I did it and I submitted it on Friday cause I was like, they'll have the, the, they'll be able to read it on Friday, like drop some notes over the weekend and send me back so that we can rewrite it so that it's actually good. Cause I was like, I truly like, like halfway through writing it, I was like, these are bad. This is so fucking bad. Like everything about this is trash. They're going to be like, we can't publish this. This is awful. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Um, yeah, so so that's been that's been the last week and a half, two weeks of my of my harp column life. Of my practical harpist life. Ooh, I put honey in my coffee. And it was all at the bottom. What a what a surprising treat. Um anyway, yeah, so um so I wrote like a really um, stupid first paragraph because they never use my first paragraphs because I, I, it's just, I couldn't, I, I, it's, ugh, it was just so dry and I couldn't like, like there was no room for silliness and shenanigans. So I wrote a stupid opening paragraph that they're not going to use, but hey, <laughs> it eased me into writing the, the dry paragraph that followed it that will probably start the article. Um, I'm not good at serious. I'm a, I'm a silly, silly queen. I'm a silly, silly queen. Uh, speaking of my guest bedroom, again, hi, welcome. There's no real structure to this. I'm just um, trying to link all of the dots together in my mind. So um, for those of you who don't know, I uh, I paid my best friend £6,000 to never speak to me again. Um, that's the joke that I'm using and I love it. Um, essentially, I, I bought my old housemate out of their share of the property uh, and, and now I hope that they never speak to me again, which is wonderful. Anyway, um, it cost a lot of money to do, uh, because they don't give you, um, they don't give you mortgages when you're a freelance musician. So I had to pay off a chunk of the property, which is fine because again, my grandmother died last year and she was rich. So it's okay. I don't have any money anymore, but I do have a house. So who's winning now? Millennial God. Who's winning now? Oh, what if God were millennial? Millennial. That'd be funny. <laughs> Hashtag pray for me. <laughs> Hashtag whatever it is. I don't know. Um. Anyway. Anyway. What if I were religious? Just, just ponder that for a moment. What if I were like, you guys, God is good all the time. You know? Love is patient. Love? It's kind. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Um, it keeps no record of wrong. I can't remember the list, the how how that list turns out, but you get the gist. The gist of the list. Anyway, um, so like truly I've been like vacation mode for the last month. So the the transfer of equity went through in um in like late October. Sarah moved out at the beginning of the month in October. Um, she moved out. I immediately changed the fucking locks. Like truly just, I was like, cause I was, I was in my office when she was packing up and she packed up everything and left everything. And then like left a key on the radiator and left. And I was like, well, that's it. 
she's gone, good ribbons. Um, and then 15 minutes later, the door opened and I was like, fuck, what? Like, your key is right there. Whose key is this? Um, came back in, did another sweep through the house just to make sure she didn't leave anything. She left a lot of shit. Um, and then like, like, like was in the corridor. I was in my office and I think she, she assumed I was not there or something um, with the door with the door ajar because I was like, well, what is happening? Um, and she was talking to her mother and, and she just went, yeah, leave your key here and I've left my key here and hey, Katie, the, the girlfriend, Katie has a spare key if we need it. And I was like, oh, I have to change these locks as soon as you leave. Um, and so she left and guess what? Next day, change the locks. It's not difficult. I would recommend it if you're ever in a tricky friendship divorce. You should change the locks immediately. Um, I still have nightmares about her coming into the house and buying drugs for some reason. Strange, but hey, here we are. Here we are. I, like, truly... I thought, like, having a friendship divorce would be more dramatic and emotional, but really it was just, like, relief after years of trauma and months of bullshit. Like, uh, I, I genuinely was like... Oh, like before beforehand, I was like, it's going to be so sad. Like, you know, when you're friends with someone and you're like, I can't imagine not being friends with this person. Oh, it would be so sad. I would be devastated. And then it like comes around to it and you're like, I hope this person never speaks to me again, blocks me on all social media. I never have to hear from them again. Maybe they just die and I just don't hear about it. <laughs> Maybe that'd be nice. Anyway, they're dead to me, so that doesn't matter. Um... Yeah, it was, um, for those of you who don't know, it was a very emotional summer for me. I cried every single week of August through to late September, um, and which is shocking considering the last time I cried was like in November when my mother apologized for my childhood. Like I am, I am not a crier. <laughs> and yet here I was. Um, yeah. And so like the transfer of equity went through in late October and everything just sort of like sorted itself out and a weight was lifted and I was like oh you know what I'm on island time now baby island time it's like truly just a vacation mode Sam just kicked in and here we are here we are truly vacation 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 um yeah, it was it was nice. Um, I was thinking a lot about the 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 quote that um, Mindy Kaling's mother says or said. Um, so in like Mindy Kaling's first book, first book, second book, it's in the chapter "Married People Get It Together." Um, Mindy Kaling's mother says, "When one person is unhappy, it usually means that two people are unhappy," um, which um, I think is is a wise bit of wisdom that everyone should live by. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So the the worst part of this, I know, I know what you're thinking. Wow. How could, how could there be a bad thing? The worst part of this is, um, Sarah took one of the sets of my fucking guest towels, which I'm very mad at. Um, not that they were good towels, just that they were a full set and she took them. Um, <laughs> that bitch um, they were purple um i bought them so we had iris prize people stay with us like two years ago or last year or something um and so like they sent us two people for some reason even though we had a room for juan um and so i went and bought a full set of guest like 
ba- uh, like towels like I bought a bath sheet uh, a bath towel and like a couple of like face towels Sarah took all of them I'm like no <laughs> like like just all of one set I still have the second set but like all of the first set and I'm like okay firstly they, they weren't expensive it was like a tenner for all of the things because again I went to home bargains um, because I don't um, believe in spending a lot of money on guest towels um, there, I said it. If you're a guest in my home, you're getting cheap towels. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I could probably throw them away if you ruin them. Yeah. And guess what? They're not going to be white. They're going to be, like, black or brown. Yeah. Just in case you ruin them. You ruin them with your big fat butt. Um, anyway. Um would recommend getting guest towels if you're ever in a sticky situation um so the reason i'm like mad about it is my parents are coming to stay with me for christmas so again back to back to me back where where it all started okay so essentially um my my mom was like you're the only one that doesn't have a significant other um what are you doing for christmas you need to tell us now again this was like several weeks ago she was like you need to tell us now because if you're not gonna come we're just gonna go away we're just gonna (laughs) we're probably going to like italy or something fun um because my parents are on permanent vacation um and it's called retirement but it's more like a vacation for them uh and so like yeah my my mom was like we'll go away um unless unless you're coming to us for christmas and i was like well why don't you why don't now that i have a guest bedroom why don't you come to me because like my oldest brother lives in north cardiff so i was like oh like he can come down like him and his fiance can come down christmas eve and they can come see us christmas eve for a drink and just want presents and then like we can do Christmas Day somewhere and we can go out for lunch and then we can like, you can leave on Boxing Day and it'll be easy peasy. Um, And I was like, firstly, I know this is going to be uh, stressful for me just cleaning wise before the big day. Um, But I was like, firstly, I I don't have a bed in my guest bedroom at the moment. It's more like a guest sofa room. Um, It's more like a guest rug room. It's more like a guest giant rattan throne room. I bought a throne. I don't know if you know this, but I bought a throne. It's the cult furniture leaf chair. It is iconic. I love it. It was very much on sale. Um, I spent £100 on a throne because um, uh, no one should give me money. I just ruin it. I just spent it on nonsense. Anyway, um... Anyway, 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 um, if they would like to sponsor me, I, I did think that when I bought the sofa, I, I, I bought a lot of stuff. No, I bought two things. I bought two things. I bought a chair and a sofa from the company called Cult Furniture. And like, I was like looking through their Instagram and all of their like tagged things were like, thank you for this gift. Oh, they gave me this. And I was like, oh, if I had more followers, this would have been free. God damn it. I, I almost genuinely put on my Instagram story blaming everyone for not um, supporting me more. For not being 15,000 people. This could have been free. God damn it. I did use um, a student discount. Did I tell you this on the podcast before? No, probably not. I got 40 pounds off my, my sofa. Did I? I feel like I did. It's been so long. Anyway, here's a refresher. I bought a sofa. I got 40 pounds off because I guessed the um, student discount. Uh, because I am Slam the Sclam Hickman. Spam the Sclam Slam Splickman. Um, sperm? Uh, 
Sam the Scam Hickman. There we go. Scam the Sam Hickman. Who knows? Anyway, um, it was it was literally like the the website was like totem card holders get ten percent off, and I was like totem ten in the like. Do you have a discount code? And I was like totem ten. Um, and then it was like here's forty pounds off, and I was like yes. Ugh, what a delight. What a delight. Anyway, that was great. That was possibly one of the best moments of my entire young adult life. Um. So I, uh, where are we? Where are we? Oh yeah. So I don't have a I don't have a bed yet. My parents were like, um, cause they were coming to stay with me. They were like, we will buy you a mattress because we don't want to sleep on, we don't want to sleep on whatever mattress you buy. Essentially, <laughs> they went to stay with my youngest brother and they actually bought a mattress topper because they were just like, yeah, your mattress is bad. <laughs> I was like, oh, anyway, so, um, I'm excited. I am, I'm very excited for my parents to come and stay with me for Christmas because I think it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, I will be frantically cleaning for two days beforehand because I know what I'm like. And I'll be like, there's dust, there's dust. (laughs) She's going to comment, there's dust. I also don't know when church happens on Christmas Day, which is one of their like to-do things that they would like to do. Um, So I'm going to have to figure that one out. There's enough churches in Cardiff that I could probably find one that works with the schedule. Yeah, it's it's truly an, an adventure. But anyway, so back to, back to why. Okay, so I was like, I don't have a bed. Um, I don't have a mattress. I um, don't have a. I don't have a table that can sit three for for breakfast. Um, like, uh, and in my mind, I was like, but you know what? At least I have two sets of guest towels. Everything's gonna work out great. Uh, and then I checked this morning because I will. I like. I went into my bathroom because um, I cleaned all my towels yesterday and I was like, Is there there should be a towel for me. And then I couldn't find any of my guest towels and I was, except for the black ones. I found a couple of the black ones and I was like, okay, I have those, but where are the purple ones? And they were gone. They were not in the guest towel space. Um, so, so <laughs> that bitch took my towels. <laughs> Title of the episode, that bitch took my towels. <laughs> I have really just white woman problems. If you're ever like, if you're ever like really, really in a bind and you're wondering like, how could life get better or worse for me? Just think of any problem that I have and be like, oh, you know what? You know what? It's um, easy for some, I guess. It's easy for some. Some of us just uh, live in bullshit problems. You know, like having too much cash, uh, forgetting they have a safe, um, <laughs> where they stash their jewels. I'm just kidding. None of my jewels are worth anything. Nice try. Nice try. I did genuinely watch, um, that, that documentary, the, um, the documentary on diamonds that they just put out on, um, Netflix that explained by Vice. Um, and I was like, should I buy jewels? <laughs> then I looked at jewels and I was like, oh, these are not big enough for me. I need like, like fist size glitter things that's like truly my aesthetic is how giant and ridiculous can this look um because let's be honest looks are everything and uh when you got it you got it and when you don't you don't 
Um, wow. Okay. Final thoughts as we head into... Oh, God. This episode's so long. I'm so sorry. But also, you're welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> new year, new me. Um, okay. Couple last things. Uh, I am obsessed with uh, the Mean Girls musical and the Heathers musical. I don't know why, but I've been listening to both of them on repeat for weeks now. It's driving no one insane because I don't live with anyone. <laughs> it's very nice. It's very nice now. Um, that's been really nice. I did um, I did a festive recording of some festive songs. Um, and I did like, so I did I'll Be Home for Christmas, uh, which you can see on YouTube or wherever it is. Um, and I did one take and then I was like, you know what? You didn't do any consonants in that. Please do some consonants. And so I did a second take specifically just to do some consonants. Um, oh, I also booked my harp in to be serviced because it is sounding very honky-tonk at the moment. Uh, it's just like slightly, I've, I've been like like playing it for such, like it hasn't been serviced or regulated in like three years. Thank you. I know I'm brave. I'm brave and a professional on a budget. But um, yeah, I, because um, it's, it's an Aoma, so it's not gonna, it's basically the Toyota Yaris of harps. Like, it's indestructible. There's nothing you can do to hurt it. Like, you could throw it down a staircase and then it would still be very playable by the end of it. Like, you know, there's, I'm not shocked. But anyway, I kept, um, I kept like tuning it and then playing it and then listening back to like recordings of it and being like, why does this sound out of tune? Why does this sound cheap? Um, and it turns out it's because it has not been regulated in three years and I don't know how to regulate things. Anyway, I'm thinking about taking a harp servicing course so that I don't have to pay um, three, 300, 300 pounds to get my harp serviced. Um, it's expensive. It's expensive and it's a special Christmas present to me. Um, what else are there? There was like one thing that I wanted to end on and I can't remember what it was. Oh, my goodness. Oh, there we go. Um, This is stupid. Oh, I was going to do like a fun season two theme tune, you know, like with uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend where they changed the um the theme tune every year. Uh, but then I was like, I don't, I don't have any good ideas. <laughs> I don't have any good ideas and it's two last minutes. So I'm thinking about just uh, getting some, getting a, a new, new recording done and I invite some friends to play instruments on it. I really think, um, Spending a lot of time on what is essentially a 30 second theme tune will really pay off in the end. Um, I would like a string section. I'm just putting that out. Oh, that's a thing that I have to talk about. Um, World Harp Congress, we're gonna do like a like a like an opening party or something. Um, so, some of some of us, some of us um, who were not invited to World Harp Congress. <laughs> Um, so if you're coming to World Harp Congress, we're going to do something like the night before that's just like a chill fun party. Um, so pencil in your diaries. Don't have um, details yet, but if you're if you're flying in, I don't know, fly, fly in the day before. I, it'll be fun. I promise. And it will probably be free. Um, you're welcome. You're welcome. And it will definitely be unofficial. Definitely. It's not a fringe for nothing, baby. It's not a fringe for nothing. Um... Yeah, okay, my last, my final point, and this is the word of wisdom that I'd like to leave you all with. 
the realization that after taking painkillers, I just have to wait for like 30 to 60 minutes has really revolutionized my ability to weather headaches. Like, like, okay, so yesterday I didn't have a cup of coffee in the afternoon. Oh, I had a cup of coffee in the afternoon on like Wednesday and it, it just ruined my entire week. I was like shaking. Uh, I was like, shit. I like put ribbon on my Christmas tree and I was like, am I having a heart attack? What is happening here? Like my hands were like shaking. My heart was pounding and I was like, oh, I had a coffee. That was a terrible idea. Um, and then I was like, I have to, I have to like get through the rest of the week um, somehow. And so I kept just like, like strategically drinking coffee in the afternoon and then yesterday I forgot about it um and I was I was uh I, I had like a really bad headache and my eyes were just like popping out of their skull just dry um and so I took some aspirin um and then I was like okay I just have to wait for like for like 40 minutes here we go here, here we go and then like lo and behold 40 minutes later I was fine um and I feel like my childhood would have been drastically improved if my parents were like here's a clock look at this clock in an hour you will feel better because um I think uh, I don't know I think it would have just made a lot more sense being like oh here we go it was also before like on-demand television was a thing and like screens were a thing and I feel like the passage of time was much bigger and also I didn't watch tv as a child um, I don't know. I don't know. I do remember one sick day when uh, everyone in year nine got to go to the V&A and I had to stay home and watch Lord of the Rings because I was sick with food poisoning. Um, <laughs> but enough about me. What about you? What have you been up to? Ah, uh, good. Oh, I accidentally saw someone I knew in Sainsbury's the other day and we both like did the thing. You know, when you're just like saying like, hello, and then you're gonna carry on your wayward way because like, you've nothing to talk about really. But like, I was like, hello. And then she was like, hi. And then I think she like, she like came up to stop. And I was like, are, are, are we, are we, are we, are we, are we stopping? And I was like, are we, like, she fully initiated this. I was like responding to her. And then we like fully both stopped, even though in our heart of hearts, we both knew we had nothing to talk about. And then she was like, oh, how's it, how's it, how's it going? And I was like, good. What are you up to? And she was like, more, more of the same. Uh, uh, what, what about you? And I was like, yeah, no, nothing to report. And she was like, you still with labor? And I was like, I was never with labor, but who are you thinking? You're thinking of someone else. Uh, she was like, huh. It was like, well, great seeing you. It was just like very bizarre because we both knew like, we have nothing to say to each other. Like, but we should have just done a courtesy wave and been on our way. I don't, I like, what a mistake. What a mistake. Anyway. Um, this has been an episode of Hyperlocal Celebrity with me, Sam Hickman, a beautiful woman who, um, hey, you can, uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Sam Hickman Music. I always forget to do plugs, but I assume everyone finds this from my social media. No one is, like, stumbling across the podcast where a woman rants for an hour about her towels. <laughs> wow. Um, so... I'll see you next week. Season two. Let's go, baby. Bye.